Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony McCormick and Ben Aitken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everyone. Hiya, Ben. You left last week's show by saying bar humbug. Did you have a good Christmas? Yes, all right, Tony. Um, <laughs> picked up considerably on the 27th, though, didn't it? On a certain, the two amigos dug deep to win the, the Welsh National for us. He did indeed, mate. Highlighted by yourself at 50, count them, 5 or to 1, 50 to 1 on episode 10 of our pod blast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we're both disappointed Secret Reprieve didn't show up, but, um, you know, we'll take the two amigos as some uh, tasty compensation. Absolutely, so, um, yeah, and it was like, um, I'll say about Secret, we weren't the only two surprised that the, he didn't run, so it'll be interesting to see where he turns up. I will, I will, I think he's got form with the two amigos, so he would have been close, but, um, you know, we'll take the two amigos. Um, how was your Christmas, anyway? Uh, good, busy, busy, obviously, with the uh, Boxing Day and some fantastic racing, not only at Kempton, but uh, Leopardstown and Limerick as well. Uh, just some great racing in Ireland, uh, as well as over here as well, yeah. Uh, Newbury is our focus this week, the first part of the pod blast, uh, with three of the ITV races getting some close scrutiny from us. Uh, then we move back to our football tricks, making it even more fun. It started off as a, a fun idea. We're making it even more fun because we're going back in top, middle, and bottom, back up off the road, or up the road rather, uh, taking the high road. Uh, ben, apparently you were seen booking a holiday in Crete with members of uh, the Dumbarton team this week with uh, your uh, two amigo winnings. Is this true? That cannot be confirmed or denied, Tony. <laughs> I cannot, cannot really say. Be in trouble if I did. Right, we're going to get it <laughs> moving on. Uh, just get stuck in. First race on the agenda is the uh, Coral Bet Bundles Handicap Hurdle. 14 runners over two miles and four and a half furlongs. And uh, it's off at 150. Is that right? I've got it. Yeah, it's 150. Yeah, um, we've got a couple of trends here. Last five winners were single figure uh, horses uh, returned at uh, single figure prices. Then we have um, the uh, five or, age five or six. Seven of the last eight were age five or six. And in the last ten renewals, nine were single-figure prices. Uh, and really, to be honest as well, Ben, uh, to be careful, going from, tr- from trends-wise here, it's been won by a top weight, and it's also been won by a bottom weight as well. But uh, also, I've, I've come down, uh, saying, uh, I'm singling out single-figure winners there. I've come down on Blenkinsop, who has uh, good to soft and days since his last run in his favour. Progressive five-year-old, he's around uh, nine to one. And also Warranty, who's around 12 to one. I think he can run into a place. Uh, This won't be the last horse I'm saying this about today. He's 12 to one for a reason, but he has tripped a left-handed track and day since a run uh, in his favour. He's won his last two. Warranty at 12 to one. I think that's a decent each-way price. And Blinkensop also at each-way at nine to one. Ben? 
Yep, uh, two of the mares catch my eye in this one. Uh, Martello Sky dropping back from three miles is the first one on my list. I wouldn't be convinced she stayed three miles at Kempton last time out. Uh, this drop back to two mile four and a half looks a, a good move. Uh, she is also now back down to the same mark, 140, uh, from which she won a class two hurdle at the Cheltenham December meeting in 2021. Uh, she also helped further by her, her 10 pound claiming jockey. So in theory, she's really well in on our best form. And Martello Sky also unbeaten five from five in the December to February period. And she is also three wins from four when racing out with her own six. So she can, she comfortably can beat the boys when she needs to. It's 14 to one uh, available about Martello Sky. And that looks very generous to me, especially with four or five places on offer with some books. Uh, the other other one that catches my eye, uh, one I've mentioned here on the pod previously, that's Nina the Terrier. Mm-hmm. These look to be her, her prime conditions. May to December, left-handed tracks, class two level and below. Uh, under those conditions, she has form of four wins and a second from five starts. Also has good form at Newbury. Three runs at the track, returning a first, a fall and a second. Uh, her fall came at the last when buying in contention, so she does handle this track well. Uh, so, yeah, it's the ladies for me in this one, Tori. Martello Sky and Nina the Terrier. Um, but next up, we have what we got the Mandarin Chase, two f- 225, uh, a class three over three mile, two furlongs. Um, 11 previous renewals of this class three contest. Not the easiest to dig into in a trends front, but I did eventually settle on the following. Um, what have we got? All 11 winners ran in a three-mile-plus handicap chase last time out. Nine of the 11 winners had no more than eight previous chase starts, and nine of the 11 winners recorded a top-three finish last time out. A strict application of those trends, they would give a shortlist this year of... Lascalin, Moroder, Certainly Red, and Under Supervision. Now, Under Supervision, he's the one that catches my eye the most. Uh, I'd be very hopeful that he has a good bit more still to come this season, especially over staying trips such as the one he meets with here. Um, I don't quite have nailed on prime conditions for him just yet, but I do have uh, preferable conditions for him, which would be three mile, two furlongs or further, soft or heavy ground, and not running at Cheltenham. He's actually zero from six at Cheltenham, and just don't think he likes that place. Um, Newbury will be much better for him. Under those conditions, he is two wins and a close second. Um, And there's a chance the current good to soft softens up a bit, because there is rain forecast in Newbury over the next 24 hours or so, so I think he should get his grinder close to it. So under supervision for me, Tony, what have you got? Yeah, the Tristan Davis team. Yeah, I've got another one on your shortlist, uh, Ben, or our shortlist. Certainly Red, who is uh, trained by Lydia Richards, uh, jockey Mark Goldstein in the plate. That's around 14 to 1 with some firms. Has good to soft and uh, days since a run in his favour. He's also placed over three mile, two furlong and likes a track on with slight undulations. Uh, could have been coming here on a four-timer, Ben. Uh, w- one at uh, Kempton uh, at the back end of last season in Mar- well March at Kempton over three mile on good ground. Then returned to action in November uh, on soft ground at Lingfield, racing very prominently, but was brought down early doors there in at the fourth fence, and then returned at the start of December. 
uh, over three mile one furlong, winning at Wynn Canton on good to soft uh, off a five pound lower mark, beating seven rivals by 17 lengths. Yes, great. that was a class uh, four event. Um, and and granted, this is a step up in class two, a class three event. But uh, fourteen to one certainly looks uh, value here for certainly red in the two twenty five. Love to you, Ben, for the uh, Challenge yeah. novices. Shall sure, yeah, I certainly red. I I'm, I'm, I would tend to agree with you, Tony. Unexposed, only five chases, so yeah. definitely a player. I think hopefully. A player. But yeah, the shallow hurdle, three o'clock, grade one, two mile, four and a half. First up, before we crack in, 14 runners in a grade one novice hurdle, this side of the Channel Festival. Fair play. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Lo- love that. What we've moaned about the opposite on the pod, but top marks to all trainers that have entered one for this. That's love to see that. So yeah. what we need, we need, mo- need more of that. Um, on the trends front, 14 of the last 15 winners past the following three trends. At least one previous hurdle victory had run at least at Class 2 level previously uh, and recorded a top three finish last time out. A strict application of those trends leaves a short list of four. Hermes Allen, Joyu Marchon, Accidental Rebel and Marble Sands. Uh, Hermes Allen, Paul Nichols, impressed me when winning at Cheltenham last time out. Produced a big pro form speed figure that day. If he replicates that effort here, I think he'd be very, very hard to beat. Uh, winners of the Ballymore Novices Hurdle that Hermes Allen won last time out, they've actually got a 50% win strike rate on their next start. And a number of those horses have actually doubled up by winning that race at Cheltenham and then coming on to win the shallow. Um, so to further enhance Hermes Allen's claims, uh, Paul Nichols, he's won the shallow four times and four of those winners were aged five or six, won last time out and were running in this off a break of 25 to 50 days. Nichols' record in the shallow with those types is four wins and a second from only five qualifiers. Hermes Allen, he meets those trends here. Um, and I, I do think he could prove very, very hard to beat in this. He looks a likely winner on a number of fronts. Do I want to play him at close to evens? Probably not. Not even my type of bet. Um, but with the Nicholas horse taking up a lot of the book, I'll probably look to play one each way, especially with some books paying four places. Um, and Marble Sands, he potentially appeals at around 20, 25 to 1. Now, he ran four times over hurdles last season without winning. But second at Sandown in March, so that reads really, really well. Um, and he's kicked off this season in impressive fashion with two wins. I think he's maybe been underestimated in the Ben. Um, Fergal O'Brien saddled the winner of this in 2017 with a horse called Poetic Rhythm, who, like Marble Sands, was also a second season novice. So he knows he knows uh, Fergal O'Brien knows the type needed to, to run well in this grade one. So yeah, Marble Sands each way for me, Tony. Yeah, good one. I've got one each way as well, Ben, at 10 to 1. Nicky Henderson trained Nico de Boinville in the plate. Attica, who won another race, which is very good for horses uh, coming on to run well in the Chalo hurdle, is the uh, British EBF National Hunt Novices Hurdle uh, qualifier at Cheltenham earlier this month. Over two mile, one furlong. Uh, now, Attica won that race, won by one and a quarter lengths, beat, beating Master Chewy 
first of six runners, the uh, six runner race there. Uh, Attica winning at five to one there. That is, um, for me, each way value uh, for Nicky Henderson, Nico de Bonville, attacker. I can't, uh, I cannot um, say any more about Hermes Allen. Um, I, I, I think this is a good thing. If you if you like backing favourites, this will be the favourite of the day. Uh, standout selection here. Winner of the Hyde Novices, heard, uh, the, which is now known as the Ballymore Novices now. Uh, used to be the Hyde Novices. Absolute standout, as you say, Ben. I'm not adding anything to what you've already said, apart from, hopefully, Hermes Allen will deliver. Very good, Tony. <laughs> very I can't good. believe I said that, but anyway. Took me a, se- took me a second to get her, but very good. <laughs> very good. All right. It is, uh, it's that time again. All you Dumbarton fans, which one of us is going for it? Top, middle, or bottom? <laughs> Top, middle, or bottom, here we go. It is a £1 Trixie from us both, £4 in totals. It's just for fun. And an update from last week, please, Ben. Yeah, last week, Tony, one win, two losses, minus four points. Myself, mm. two wins, but I never really close leads to draw with City. I got ambitious there, Tony. Um, returning the earth-shattering profit of, wait for it, Yes. plus... Plus 0.62 points profit. Very good. Nailed it. Run the totals, Tony, plus 19.15. Myself, plus 32.34. I'm taking away, Tony. I don't know how I've got here. Chipping away. It's what it's all about, Ben. Chipping away. Right, let's go, Tony. I'll let you go first. Yes, yes. You've got the big one. Uh, All right. uh, uh, My top uh, from the uh, championship is Wraith away at Hamilton, 24 to 17, whatever that is. Uh, uh, the middle from the championship Dunfermline at home to Falkirk which is 21 to 20 and at the bottom which is from the uh, League 2 in Scotland Elgin away at Forfar 7 to 4 Ben over to you you must have drawn Dumbarton surely not well, we let's see. Right, top Scottish Championship. Uh, Morton to beat Air at six to five. Morton are starting to gather some pace at home. Let's go for Morton. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle, we have Edinburgh to beat Airdrie at eleven to four. I was looking at some stats. Edinburgh have won the last five meetings with Airdrie. I wonder if they're just a bogey team for Airdrie. So mm-hmm. uh, Edinburgh for me to beat Airdrie now. Bottom, what's happening? Dumbarton oh! to be and Rovers at 21 to 20. Here we go, Tony. Jesus, here we go. Dumbarton. Hey, listen up, people. 21 Dumbarton. to 20, get this. 21 to 20. Dumbarton, <laughs> unbeaten in six against Albion. Albion haven't managed to keep a clean sheet in the last 12 games against Dumbarton. Dumbarton are top, Albion are bottom. This has got to be too good to be true, Tony. Dumbarton are odds against, but here we go again. One of us has been suckered in. Unbelievable. To, I'm going to start calling them the dangers for your betting health, Dumbarton. So, here we go. Another great, great day ahead watching Dumbarton squander a glorious opportunity. Dodgy Dumbarton. Dodgy Dumbarton. What's going on, right? Moving on. Good Get luck with Dumbarton. that one, mate. Good luck. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Buying a Dumbarton strip on my uh, Welsh national winnings. Not... <laughs> Part, part three of the pod blast stats pointers of interest for all the other meetings 
um, on Saturday. So I'm going to, uh, I'll start things off. Tony, I'm going to highlight a trainer angle here. That angle is Harry Fry at Utoxeter, uh, specifically in the October to March period, with horses that start at an SP of 7 to 1 or less. Since 2017, his stats under those circumstances read 17 winners from 40 runners, 48% win strike rate, uh, returns profit of over 53 points to Betfair SP. When in place, they are 26 from 40, 65% strike rate. And you've got two uh, Utahs are on Saturday, Harry Fry. Uh, Queen Annie in the bumper at 2.18, although um, that one might not meet the price filter. Um, and Lidderford Lad in the novice handicap chase at 2.53, who should definitely fit the f- price filter. Now, I've actually noted Lidderford, Lidderford Lad after his chase debut at Foss last, last month. Um, those notes being worth looking out for on second chase start by Yates and they can need chase debut and he also bumped into an experienced and race fit type on chase debut at Fosslands 27th of November um, so Ludifer lads he did look like he needed that seasonal debut a little bit um, also worth noting that Harry Fry chasers they can improve for their first chase run at uh, Chase debutants of Harry Fry strike at 26%. They improved to 36% strike rate on their second and third chase starts. So I'd expect to see Ludifer Lads step on from that debut chase effort uh, here at Utah, sir. He's got both those Fry stats and indeed uh, the fact that Yates Ospring improved for their first chase start. That's in his in his favour. And hopefully Ludifer Lad can bolster those those Fry Utah sort of stats further um, by winning the 253 race, Tony. Good stuff. I've got one in the same race, Ben. Oh. <laughs> uh, we should compare notes. Yeah, which is which is good. I've got uh, Walking Clover, trained by uh, Dan Skelton, ridden by David England in the 253 at uh, Utah. If all the, all the meetings on, we come up with two in the same race. Uh, which, uh, Walking Clover was uh, last seen at, uh, let's have a look here, Southwell. Uh, in la- back end of last month, 29th of uh, November, finishing second of eight runners, beaten one length uh, by a Nicky Henderson horse called Eel de Jersey, uh, nine to four favourite. Walking Clover was 12 to one that day, uh, took a keen hold, held up in rear, uh, needs to tidy up his jumping a little bit. But the thing about uh, the f- front two, they came away four lengths uh, ahead of. The third, who was my silver lining, trained by Emma Lavelle. And even further back was uh, Lincoln Lane and Trapista, uh, John Joe O'Neill trained Trapista in the colours of J.P. McManus, 100 to 30. That was beaten uh, 11 and a quarter lengths. So the, the front two came away uh, quite well there. And uh, Walking Clover, I do fancy to go well at 11 to 2 in the uh, 12, uh, 253 at Utah. So uh, but you could easily, quite easily, Dutch... Uh, uh, Lidford Lad and uh, Walking Clover come uh, Saturday afternoon and very quickly Grievatana in the ten past twelve at Newbury Grievatana the Paul Nichols trained Grievatana four year old 13 to 8 favourite at the moment Amelia's Dance trained by Robert Walford who's uh, uh, running well at the moment the yards are going well Uh, Amelia's Dance around 7 to 2 Grievatana around 13 to 8 this is an angle that's popped up it hasn't popped up for a while it's got a good strike rate uh, this is a Dutch angle 
as well. For So the uh, 1210 at Newbury, Grieve Tanner and Amelia's Dance. Uh, Grieve Tanner around 13 to 8, 7 to 2 Amelia's Dance, uh, dutching those two on Saturday. Uh, so that's about it. Thank you very much, Ben, uh, for joining uh, us again. And uh, many thanks for listening to the 12th edition of the Racing Podcast and the last show of 2022. We're planning on returning in 2023 with a five-hour special. Uh, not really, of course not. Um, uh, 20 minutes 20 minutes is, uh, is plenty. Uh, until then, <laughs> you can catch myself. Uh, back on Monday, Monday to Friday on Epic Radio between 5am and 7 for all you early birds. And you can read more on racing trends, stats and insight from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. That's Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. Happy New Year, Ben. Happy New Year when it comes, don't it? Yes, it'll be brilliant. And uh, have you enjoyed it this year, mate? It's been good. Good. We started off all right. Oh, I'm loving it, mate. It's loving great. Packing on bigger and better things and... 2023. Bring on. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Happy New Year. Uh, the Two Amigos. I think he's worth a mention. Mm-hmm. Now he's He ran off the, a mark of 142 when he came second that year. Gets him a 127 this year, Tony. He's available at prices ranging from 25 to 1 up to 50 to 1. Um, and yeah, the Two Amigos, he'd be, he'd be an each way throw of the dart for me at big prices. The Two Amigos determination and this year it's his turn the two amigos wins the coral welsh grand national the big